Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com slash our league to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast coming at you every week from CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, which is a shame. It's going to be the final home game of the season, but I'm looking forward to that next weekend. It's going to be... um, a really good game, I reckon. Definitely, definitely. So this week we will look ahead to uh, to that game at the weekend. Um, we'll spend a little bit of time looking back on Sunday's 46-18 loss away at Keithley. Um, and then a bit more time chatting, I guess, about the bigger picture. So to help do that, um, we've been joined this week by the Bears director of rugby, Alan Robinson, who um, who gave us a very, very open and very candid and honest interview about where we're at right now. And, you know, some of it's a bit of a tough listen, but I think it's a pretty essential one for all Bears fans out there. So we will come on to that later in the show. Um, and Alan is also our representative in terms of post-match reaction from Sunday as well, because um, Rich and Dave both uh, unavailable to join us on the podcast this week and um, neither of us were there in person to grab them after the game. So we'll get on to that. Um, so let's cover Sunday's loss at Cougar Park first. Um, so 46-18 final score. And really it was a quite disastrous first half for the Bears. Um, And they shipped 40 points in the first half. There were tries from Hayden Freeman and Dan Coates before halftime, which did wake the Bears up a bit. And then the second half was much better. There was another try from Brad Clavering. And over that 40 minutes of the second half, the Bears held the Cougars to six all. So they did manage to restore a good chunk of pride um, from that performance. But, But obviously overall, a disappointing day and a disappointing result. As I say, we've got some reflections on that game coming up in Alan's interview at the first part of it. But but Craig, um, what did you make of, of Sunday's game? Um, I mean, I was fairly confident going into the game, um, although I think there was a little bit of, you know, I guess uh, a drop in morale as a result of the, the Crusaders game going into this one. But we'd beaten Keithley earlier in the season and, um, you know, I thought genuinely we'd, we'd do quite well. But... Uh, Keithley at home are a different proposition. Um, they always come out fired up, and and particularly in their ground with the you know they've got a really loud support um, behind them. You know you're playing down uh, up the hill as well, and it can be really really tough um, because they and that's what they did. They steamrolled the Bears in the first first quarter of the game. Um, you know, thirty points I think we conceded in the first twenty, which. 
you know, you're never, ever going to recover from. But uh, and went in at 40 points to 12 at half time, And, uh, you know, I think everyone was a bit worried about what what sort of scoreline it might be. But, you know, you've got to say, you know, despite that nightmare first half, which is w- what it was, um, you know, let's face it, I think the lads were very, very disappointed at half time with, with with their performance. And, you know, they didn't get many lucky breaks, you know, when a team's got momentum and they're, and they're they're rolling you down the middle, quite often decisions go against you as well. And you know the officials, uh, particularly when you're playing away, can 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 make or break um, what happens. So a really tough first half, but you know I think full credit to them to come out second half and and you know apart from a it, you know they kept Cougars till nil till a last minute try. So it was six all in the second half and. You know, I think, you know, in years gone by, and, and you've even seen it in this season, when when teams, you know, get a bit of a shellacking in the first half, they, you know, the heads can drop and, and it can be any sort of scoreline, you know, real real blowout score. And, um, you know, they kept, they kept themselves in the game. And, you know, at one point there was a, a little glimmer of things happening because the Bears had huge amounts, a lot of possession in the second half. But Keith Lee held strong and managed to to keep us out but you know there was there was some criticism on the on the bears twitter account after the game i should say not from a bears fan um bears fans tend to support their team through thick and thin and and you know are rarely critical of the team but there was some very critical comments from from someone who i won't name <laughs> you know which i thought were unwarranted because um you know there was yeah it wasn't the best uh, result in the world and you know and it was a heavy defeat but the lads really dug in and, and I do think that they were playing for pride in the second half and they managed to to hold Keith Lee down to six points in the second half and get a try of their own as well so you know full credit to them and, and I think the coaching staff will be focusing on that second half performance as we head into to the game against West Wales next week and I hope the lads can can pick themselves up and 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 really go for it um, against West Wales and get the win on the board. Yeah, definitely. And th- there was absolutely a sense of of some pride being restored in the second half. And, and and you know, we're still scoring tries as well. Obviously, it was a, that that first quarter of the game just, just did for the Bears on Sunday, but still dangerous in attack, still able to create things um, and still battling on in, you know, in, in the face of, having a constantly disrupted team at the moment you know there was new faces coming in again this week it it seems to be that they're having to draft people in on a week by week basis at the moment to to cover injuries and, and other unavailable players so that's going to have a knock on effect as well you know you bring one person into a team and it, it disrupts things um even if they're they've been part of the squad all season so bringing somebody in from the outside to, to come in, even even if they do a good job, it's going to be disruptive. But um, but yeah, one to one to take the positives from and move on, as you say, and go into into Sunday's game. So when um, we do have some reflections on the Cougars game um, from Alan coming up, um, as well as lots of other things in the interview as well. Quite quite a lot of important stuff. Just talking about the um, the ongoing discussions around what the what the future might hold, things around restructuring, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and and you know positivity where where it is able to to find positivity um particularly looking ahead to this weekend's game final home game of the season 
Um, if ever there was a reason for you to come down and support the Bears in person this year, this weekend is definitely it. It's, uh, it's a great way to to round off the Bears season and, and see off this um, this quite fantastic team who have who have had a really great season in the face of lots of lots of difficulties. But um, let's go over to our interview of Alan now. So starting with his reactions from from Sunday's game against Keithley, and then um, going into a bit more detail. So to settle in, it's a slightly longer one than usual, but it's uh, it's. Um, definitely worth you listening. Okay. So, uh, so Alan, welcome to the podcast. Um, a few things to ask you about, but first of all, you're, you're also stepping in for the, uh, the post-match reaction for Sunday's game at Keithley. Um, looked like there was a bit of pride restored in the second half, but ultimately that, that first half hour seemed to just be completely catastrophic for the Bears. How, how did you see it on Sunday? Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a horror show. Um, I mean, we, we, it's a very tough place to go, Keithley. We were, we were under no illusion. There's going to be a tough, a tough outing. Um, but we, you know, we straight from the first kick off, we had a rebound. The ball kind of went back, bounced straight back to, to you know, and Keithley got the ball back. Ever since then, really, for the next sort of um, forty minutes, was was just trying to stop an avalanche coming down the hill. You know, coming up the hill, Keithley's a, a you know, a, a tough ask in the best of times, but. They, they, you know, they definitely had their tails up. You know, it was a, a big day for them as well off the field. Uh, you know, they had a good crowd there for their, their pride day. Uh, and obviously they wanted some vengeance from from the, from from when we defeated them earlier in the year. So, you know, we had all that to contend with. Um, I don't think we did. We contended with it very well. Um, defensively, we were a bit cold. You know, we, 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 we were missing a few tackles. And you just can't do that against uh, a side of Keithley's calibre. You know, they've got some quality players in there and a few things went against us. You know, I won't lie about that. Um, I think, you know, both Rich and I were on the sideline and, you know, we saw things quite differently on a few occasions uh, to the match officials, but that's the way things go. You have to roll roll with the punches. And and, and I think um, we struggled to do that in that first half. Um, and really, you know, we were we were facing down a shotgun. You know, it didn't look good. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we definitely restored something in it. You know, for the club in the second half, it was a much better performance. Um, but but still, you know, uh, it wasn't a good result for us, and uh, we need to shake it off quickly. Are there any positives you can take from? from Sunday's game or is it is it just one to almost delete the recordings of and move on um we've had some difficulties the last few weeks you know with injuries and, and some players coming in on loan there's been a little bit of disruption there um we, we brought Connor Tyrrell in from Barrow I thought he thought he went well yesterday um obviously with a couple of guys coming back from injury uh Hayden Freeman's come back and uh, you know he's He's, he's, you can see that Hayden's commitment's there, but uh, you know it was it was a tough ask for him to come in. You know he's been off for such a long period of time, and we've got a couple of players like that. So it is hard, but that's part of it. That's that's this that's League One. Um, I definitely believe we're at a point in the season now where you know we'll definitely take as many positives as we can. But they were few and far between yesterday. You know we can take a little bit from. Um, how we reacted in the second half, um, but still, you know, it's it's one we we need to forget and we need to move on quickly and 
and look ahead to next weekend because um, it's a, again an, another big uh, another big game. Well, I, I wanted to ask about about the next one. Obviously, West Wales Raiders at home traditionally one you would look to target for a win. They seem to have picked up their form last couple of weeks. You know, they got that draw against Doncaster, and they uh, they 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 went close last weekend as well. There's, I mean, we've said it all season. There's no there's no gimmies in League One other, and and the guys really do have to be focused for for the visit of West Wales this week. Absolutely, um, we really need to be on it. You know. Uh, Every single week, you've got to take it as it comes and you've got to face the challenge ahead and you've got to take it seriously. You know, um, they've obviously made some changes uh, down there uh, at Raiders. Um, full credit to them. Um, they've had some good results. I think they were very unlucky not to defeat Doncaster. You know, again, you know, they've got some players there that, that I think have come back in that are, you know, sort of seasoned veterans, but... They're obviously adding something that they needed. So, you know, they're not going to be uh, um, by any means uh, uh, an easy game on the weekend. You know, every single game is a, is a massive challenge. And, you know, our season's not over yet. We've got, we've got to, we've really got to earn the respect of these teams and we've got to earn the respect of, of everybody else that, uh, of what, what we're trying to do. And you can only do that on the field. You know, so the boys, you know, yeah, we need to shake it off from yesterday. We'll, we'll take, we'll take from it what what we'll, we'll look hundred percent. We'll, we'll look at the game. We'll take from it what we can, but really, you know, we need to uh, get back on the horse quickly and focus on on this weekend. Uh, you know, it's our last home game of the season, and you know, hopefully, there'll be a few people down to watch as well. So, yeah. So. Moving aside from from last weekend and and this weekend, I guess looking at at the bigger picture of things, given that you're you're joining us on the show, um, obviously there's a lot of talk been going on at the moment, and there are there are meetings ongoing about restructuring and what the future might look like and all of those kind of things. And I I completely appreciate that there's been no official decision made or communicated yet, so you're probably limited in what you can tell us, but. I guess as a starting point, what what can you share with 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 Bears fans listening about what's going on, what what the implications might be, what sort of things you're looking at, anything you're you're able to and comfortable sharing would I think would be really appreciated. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, it's a very tough subject. Uh, uh, I think you know what I will say is. Whatever the outcome, um, it's going to be a very, very uh, difficult time for us ahead. I think the main thing, really, just to fill people in, I suppose, that, that might be listening for the first time or might not be aware, a number of years ago now, before COVID struck, a lot of power was handed to the Super League clubs in relation to the next broadcast deal with Sky. And the, the clubs voted on that, um, which basically meant that you know the, the Super League clubs had a lot more of a say in, in, the, in the future of the game. Uh, and then what the broadcast deal might be in the future. And obviously, the time has come to pass, and a lot of things have happened from, from 2018. And uh, really, the, 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 there's a, an interim broadcast deal that's been struck with Sky, and then there's going to be another one in 2023. But for now, really, the main thing is that we, we've got to get more value in the sport. There's got to be more value for fans. There's got to be more value for... For every, every everyone 
in the professional game to show the broadcasters that you know rugby league is is worthy uh, and is worthy of of people's money. At the moment, the destiny of the club is very much in the hands of the Super League clubs. The meetings that we've had have been mainly with Championship and League One clubs uh, around the potential restructure of the game from, from Super League down, which obviously the Super League clubs have a huge bearing on, but also we have a say on. And uh, the uh, the RFL has, has governance and direction on in relation to how that will look uh, and, and have a... You know, the RFL are very much want to protect the game and then the integrity of the game as a whole, not just the, the the very elite part of the game. So there's a major, some major decisions going to be made uh, in the next few weeks. And we're, we're, the main concern I have really is that the current centre distribution that we get could be greatly reduced. You know, we've done a lot. We've only been in, in League One for six years. We've done everything that's been asked of us. We've We've competed, you know. We've, we've we've improved every year. We've grown our community. We've we've got a community foundation. We've got, you know, we've done. I think, you know, a lot more than many other clubs. And I don't really know what more we can do. You know, we're we're, we're doing everything that we can to to grow our club and grow our business within the parameters that we've been been granted. Um, so really, you know, our destiny could hang in the balance uh, in, in coming weeks. Uh, it's probably a little bit sad. It may come as a shock to a lot of people, uh, me saying that. But I think when we understand what the new structures may may bring uh, and what the, the the new distribution might be from from uh, centrally from the broadcast deal, we'll be in. I'll be in a much better position to understand. You know what we can and can't do as a club. You know, there's been some talk. There's always talk about if clubs. You know, what how are clubs positioned if they don't get this central distribution? Well, my my answer to that is. How do you how do you um, judge a sustainable club? You know, how do you gauge a sustainable club? Is a club that doesn't have any debt? Um, is a club that that works within its means, works within a strict budget, is progressing the sport? You know, year on year, the same as a club that might be independently financed, where where a financier could pull out at, at any time, or a club could go bust at any time. I, I would lend that we're the club that is. You know, do, trying to do things the right way, trying to grow within the parameters that we've been struck. You know, we don't have our own grind. We don't have a lots of ways in, in which to generate extra income. You know, uh, we always do. We work very, very hard to do the best that we can. We, let, we, we need to just see, see, see what that brings. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a worrying time. We've got to stay positive. We've got a job to do on the field still. And, um, you know, I am trying to, to keep, obviously keep everyone motivated. It's very difficult because everyone knows about these rumours that are flying around. Uh, and we don't know, you know, there could be positive news coming with what's happened over the last 18 months with COVID, with the, the difficulties the game has faced. It's going to be struggling times, you know. So we potentially, and, and I'm trying to put a positive spin on it here, this also could be an opportunity for us to, to look at, you know, diversifying the business. How do we grow? How could we perhaps, you know, grow the club uh, under a different circumstance? It would be catastrophic for us to say that, you know, the Bears couldn't continue as a club. Um, so, you know, do we do we need to look at, you know, think outside the box? Do we need some blue sky thinking? Do we need to look wider into the region? You know, we're, we're, we're looking at all, all these things at the moment that how we can continue to, to represent, you know, the, the West Midlands and, 
uh, and do what we're doing uh, for the sport and, and uh, you know, represent what, what we've been trying to do for the last 20 odd years, let alone six years in League One. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's really fair. And thank you for being so, so open on it. I mean, I guess, I mean, if, if fans listening to this are obviously, I mean, I think we, Craig and I have talked about it on the show. There's that it, it conjures up a lot of emotions and obviously you're, you're, you're absolutely going to be feeling them the most. And, and that's going to filter down to everyone involved in the club. I, I mean, for fans listening, if they're sitting there thinking, well, is there something we can do to help? I mean, is there? I appreciate a lot of the decisions are sort of out of everyone's hands, but is there anything the fans can do just for the rest of this season that that would would help at all? I think the one thing I will say is, you know, when we know the facts of the lay of the land, shall we say, we'll very much, I'd, I'd probably very much, you know, cause season ticket holders call uh, our, our sort of stakeholders together and, and perhaps discuss how people could support the club, you know, in any shape or form. And perhaps that might be an opportunity for me to present some other ideas and other opportunities, you know, that uh, that we might have at the time. I think the difficulty right now is we have to be patient, we have to be positive, and we have to focus on the here and now. Uh, it's very, very difficult. Well, it's very easy to say what if, what if, what if. The game is very good at negativity, you know, and and there's too much negativity in the game. You know, I don't want this podcast to be about doomsday. You know, it needs to be. We've been in 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 places before that have been very, very difficult. You know, we've we've we're still here. We're we're still competing. If ever we're, we've competed the best we ever have in League One. And right now, you know, Everyone's aware of the of the difficulties we've faced and we could be facing. So, I mean, all I can say to to the members of the club is watch this space. You know, I certainly won't. You know, wouldn't leave everyone in the lurch. You know, we'd certainly be getting everyone together, putting our heads around the table, looking at looking at perhaps what we can do. Uh, but like I said, right now we've got a we've got a job to do on Sunday, and uh, you know, get down. You know get everyone down on Sunday. It's the last home game. You know, it's gonna. It's a massive home game. It's really important for the club. It's really important for the players. The one thing I will say, it being the last home game of the season, it's quite early. We don't normally finish so early, but it's the way the fixtures lay and the way we had to make some changes to the, to the calendar, we're finishing very early this year. I suppose my call out would be to, to please come down and support us this week and the guys that have done done a job so far this season have done a great job. Rich, Dave, Ryan, Darren, Grace, all our medical team, all our management team, the coaching team, all the players, all the volunteers, yourselves included, Dave. You know, everyone's done a fantastic job. It's been one of the best years of the club's history and we just, we want to finish the season. No matter what happens, we're going to finish this season the best way possible. Yeah. You know that that would be my, would be my call out, I suppose. That that sounds like a perfect place to wrap it up. And um, yeah, whatever happens in the coming weeks, as you say, this weekend, big game for the Bears, last home game of the season, chance to come and um, celebrate what we what we have achieved and what we've what we've still got to achieve in the rest of this year. So, um, Alan, as ever, really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast, and particularly at the moment when the when it's just. 
I imagine you probably want to talk about anything else, but, um, you know, I really do appreciate you, you being so honest and open with your answers and, um, looking forward to see you on Sunday for what should be a terrific game. Yeah. See you Sunday. So huge thanks to Alan for such a, a frank and a, and a candid interview and, and for stepping in to give us that post-match reaction as well from the Cougars game. I mean, Craig, it's, you know, there's, there's potentially stuff in there that might be a bit sobering for Bears fans. And it depends, I guess, how, how, closely people have been following stuff going off the field and you know you and I have both had conversations with Alan off mic and 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 have chatted about various potential scenarios and permutations and stuff but it's it's really difficult right now again isn't it because we're still at the time of recording we're still waiting for a decision to come through but you you can hear it in how Alan was talking in that interview it's it's doubly hard for him, isn't it? I mean, before getting into some of the things Alan said, I think just huge ad- admiration for him for for going through and still still thinking positively and still trying to to do what he can to 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 keep moving on on this amazing thing that he's built. Yeah, I mean, he's he's put twenty years of his life into the Bears. Um, his partner Debbie has been a key factor as well since the club turned professional. You know, the, this uh, this club is is only here because of Alan and 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 other volunteers and people who've been involved over the years. And you know, so much has gone into getting the club starting from nothing to where it is now. Um, you know, I was there during those early training sessions where we didn't even have anywhere to train, so we used to train in car parks. And you know, we're now in a in a position where the Bears are a professional team playing in the league structure holding their own against, you know, clubs in the heartlands. And, you know, that's without any additional support. Um, you know, I've had chats with people who don't know an awful lot about rugby league and, and assumed that newer clubs or clubs outside the, the heartland areas would get additional support um, in terms of funding and everything else. But they don't, you know, um, I think Alan himself has said there's no such thing as an expansion club. And I, I I think I kind of agree with that mantra. You know, you're not an expansion club if you're not provided, given additional support to survive in, in the league structure that you're in. You know, look at Melbourne in, in the NRL, not quite the same level as the Bears, but, you know, look at the amount of support they've had over the years. You know, tens of millions of dollars have gone into to them to keep them afloat and keep them competitive. So Alan's done an amazing job with the with the amount of funding and, and money that he's had. So, you know, that's, you know, to to think about some of the rumours that are coming out about the level of funding and, and how much is going to be cut, you know, is obviously going to be a devastating thing for the Bears and for other clubs. You know, it's not going to impact just the Bears. The whole of League One, um, you know, is sadly under threat, I think. You know, yeah, there might be some clubs that, where they have uh, directors who can put a few quid in every year and keep things going year to year. But again, that's not a sustainable business model either, you know. And I think I think what's really interesting in all of this is, you know, it's difficult to get a sense of what the people making this decision are actually looking for in terms of, you know, there's a lot of talk. I mean, I think Alan explained it brilliantly in terms of, the the complications around negotiating the new deals and how a lot of it is about adding value so adding value to supporters but but obviously adding value to broadcasters what what can they sell what can they uh, have as an attractive proposition for people to tune into 
And, you know, I think it was interesting last year when Newcastle ended up being promoted to the championship and Lee going into the Super League spot. You know, there was there was a sort of values-based application process to get in that. It wasn't, it wasn't purely down to performance on the pitch. And it felt like the RFL were really going for prioritising clubs that, you know, looking beyond just just the results on a weekly basis, like actually looking at what they're, what they're doing to grow their business, to grow the sport, looking at, at new markets and stuff, particularly on the Newcastle side of things and, and sort of facilities and things like that. And I think as Alan said in his interview, the Bears have done so much and arguably more than, more than many other clubs in, in League One. If you're looking for a value adding club, we're biased obviously, but the, the, I think the Bears have a massive tick next to that, but it, it really feels like with these conversations, I just have no sense of what people are actually looking for and what constitutes value anymore. The Bears have used their money very, very wisely um, to help grow the sport and help grow the club and help um, you know gradually build a more competitive team over the years. Instead of just blowing it all on a few players and, and putting all your money on the pitch, the Bears have used it very, really, really wisely. Um, you know, so. When, when you talk about value added, that is value added. In terms of League One overall, I mean, surely League One is exactly the sort of league that you should have in the bottom of the, py- the, the league pyramid. You know, it is, it's, an, it's a league where clubs who have aspirations to come into the pro game can come in at a level where, um, you know, admittedly some struggle initially. But you come in at a level and then you figure out your learning curve and you build your club over gradually over years, like the Bears have done. And also it gives traditional clubs who have fallen down the, the pyramid an opportunity to rebuild and regrow. You've only got to look at, you know, the likes of Bradford come down, they're they're, you know, top half of the championship now. Whitehaven, look at them. They come down to League One. Look at look at what they're doing now in the championship. Toulouse, Toulouse started in League One as well, didn't they? And yeah. They yeah. So, you know, it it's a perfect league in that regard. And also it's the most diverse league in the whole league. You know, you've got two teams in Wales, you've got team team in London, team in the Midlands. Um, you know, it's and players, lots of players in League One who have started playing the game from outside traditional areas. So in terms of value added, the whole league is exactly what the RFL should be looking for. But if you're going to say, right, League One, sorry, but we can't afford to fund you anymore and we're going to slash funding, then what what does that say um, about the game as a whole? When in reality, the amount of money that they're actually saving um, you know, divided between 12 Super League clubs is nothing. It's nothing. It wouldn't even pay, you know, a, a player's salary in, in, in Super League. So, uh, you know, I just don't, I cannot fathom how saving money at the bottom of the game is going to help clubs at the top of the game, which, you know, let's, let's face it, the, the situation we're in, the difficulties we are in is because Super League had an opportunity to add value to their product and make it more attractive to sponsors, more attractive to TV. And they've not done it. You know, quite simply, they've not done it. And I guess, I guess the, the biggest worry now that, that 
any any not just Bears fans, but fans of any team in League One that have been watching this and reading the rumors is is you know what what happens beyond this year? Like you know is is my club still going to be part of this setup next year? And and you know you and I both have worked very closely with Alan, and you've obviously known him a long time. You know it's it's a I think that would probably be the one the one thing that people are particularly um concerned about well the tricky thing is um you know they're talking about transition years and everything else it's not a transition year if you if you say yeah you're still in the league but we're gonna take all your funding away that's not a transition year transition year is is you know transitions are reduced funding over a period of time so clubs have time to figure out new revenue streams figure out how they're how they're going to do things um to do it this suddenly is just just ridiculous um but the challenge for all league one clubs if if they're cut adrift by the rfl is where do they go you know they um they don't they're not a natural fit for for the ncl the ncl is a community league where and the requirements for entry in in the ncl most clubs in league one wouldn't meet you know you have to have um i believe you have to the bears might well meet it but other clubs wouldn't you know, you have to have, you know, um, your, I, I believe you need your own facilities. You need certain um, number of teams. You need juniors. You need um, lots of different things to be able to qualify for entry in the NCL. You know, and so if you don't qualify for that, you know, I guess there's there's things like um, the Yorkshire Men's League or the, the you know, the Southern Conference. But again, can you transition your semi-professional club into an amateur game and, and all that and all of that that entails? It's just it's a real challenge. And you know, as I said, I really do hope things are more positive this week um, in terms of announcements. I suspect what we're gonna get is another announcement which says no decisions have been made and we're gonna meet again in the future. But we're in um, you know, we've we're like what three four games away from the end of the season and no one knows what the structure is going to be look look like or what funding they're going to have next year and um you know that's going to impact on players as well you know if you're a player you know and and you're wondering what am i going to have a contract next year what what are you going to be thinking yeah yeah something we we do have a bit of certainty of um is what's happening this weekend it's the it's the end it's the end of the campaign of home games for the Bears, um, and obviously as Alan was saying in his interview that the, all of this sort of uncertainty and 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 stuff and, and discussions it, it almost makes this weekend's game even bigger than it already would have been. You know the Bears traditionally finish well at home. It's quite early for us to be finishing our home games at this point in the season, but that's just the way the fixtures have have um, have lay. So you know I think I think anyone listening please do get down to the Bus Park Arena and get behind the team. Tickets are available now from the Bears website. But even look, take, taking aside everything we've just we've just spent a few minutes talking about, this should be a terrific game, shouldn't it? Because Raiders have improved a lot of late. They've had a couple of morale-boosting results and performances. The Bears traditionally would look at this game as one to target for a win, but it's you know it's, it's not going to be a gimme, is it? So I, I'm really fascinated to see how this game pans out. And... You know, it could be if the Bears can can find whatever it is they need to find to make them click again. You know, it 
could be the start of a really strong finish to the season. Yeah, yeah, they've they've come out of two result, two excellent results at home, um, drawing against Doncaster, who were I think third in the league that at the time that game was played, and then you know a reasonably narrow defeat against Workington, who are now top of the league. So they've um, they've played really well at home. They've got a couple of players back in their lineup who. Who are danger players, uh, and Bears fans will be familiar with with certainly familiar with Steve Parry, who's an excellent player and, and always seems to score from dummy half. Um, you know, and they've got um what's his name, Murphy, who's playing really, really well, uh, scoring lots of tries. So they're um they are, you know, they're definitely no pushovers. They've improved a lot this season. They've had a couple a couple of blowout scores, but when you look at where they were three, four years ago and where they are now, they've they've come on leaps and bounds and and you know they're they're doing well this season. Um and to tie into what we were saying earlier as well, like teams at this level, give them a bit of support, give them a bit of time, and they will find their level and they will make progress. And and obviously the Bears are a few years ahead of of the Raiders in terms of development, but you know, you, you we could have very similar conversations that we've just been having about the Bears, about the Raiders as well, and that you know they they will feel like they're improving year on year. Their performances are getting better. They are getting closer. Um, so I'm I'm really fascinated. I think this could be a really really exciting game. Yeah, they copped loads of that. You know, some of it justified. You know, they, they you know they they were they were really struggling in the first couple of years they've entered into the league, but. You know, a lot of the players that are in their squad are, are, are the same players that they had then. Um, they've just had got more experience, League One games under their belt, and that makes a huge difference. You know, they've um, that's that's exactly it. And not only that, it's not only the players that you have on the pitch; it's the management side of it, the admin side of it, um, having the coaching setups. You know, the more time that you're in the league, the more you learn, and and your experience grows, and the better that you get. Um, you know, it's taken the Bears this sort of length of time to get, um, you know, we've had some great results, but we've got a really competitive team this year. Um, you know, I think if we play as well as we as we can, and, and we have played well at home, uh, on the whole, um, then then we should win the game. But the, as you said, there'll be no pushovers and they'll they'll come fighting. They'll they'll after the couple of results they've had, they'll want to come to Coventry and, and get an, a, a result, which would be their first ever away win. So the Bears have really got to be mindful of that and, and really start strongly and, and get some points on the board and, and, and you know, show them that we that we are going to win the game. And a big a big home support can definitely help in doing that. So so definitely get your tickets. Come down to the Butts Park Arena for the for the final time in 2021. Um, and and cheer these boys on right let's let's leave it there for this episode then lots lots going on there um but as ever thanks to all of you for listening um and we will see you all at the butts on sunday